Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation Layers Chart and Summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David. And in this video, I'm going to talk about how the popes of Rome are the Babylonian priesthood reborn. If you haven't done so, I recommend watching the previous videos in this Revelation series so that the explanation is in proper context. If you want more information about the fulfillment of Revelation, the Revelation Timeline Decoded book provides it in detail, and I've included the link in the video description. In my previous video, I showed how the popes of Rome fulfill Bible prophecy as the little horn of Daniel 7, and the man of sin, the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians 2, who leads the harlot church of Rome. Roman popes have taken the role of high priest of Rome's harlot church, which teaches the false gospel and many concepts that are contrary to scripture, which is Antichrist. But the truth gets much more sinister than that. The symbols that are used during their Eucharist ceremony tell the real story that they're the priests of the Babylonian mystery religion. That is why she's called Mystery Babylon the Great. The word mystery is not part of her title. It's part of her description. She's a mystery because she feigns to be Messiah's church, but is really a Babylonian church of sun god worship. The evil ones communicate their message through symbolism while they deceive with their words. Revelation 17.8 says, The beast that thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. So the beast that was, is the Babylonian beast kingdom, in which the worship of pagan gods in the Babylonian mystery religion was born, which stole worship from the Heavenly Father. Nimrod was the high priest of that religion. The Babylonian beast kingdom was not in existence when John wrote down the Revelation vision. The Babylonian beast came back to life with the popes of Rome, who are the high priests and symbolically, carry out the Babylonian mystery religion of the worship of the sun god Nimrod, the moon goddess Semiramis, and the incarnate Christ child Thomas. The false religion of Romanism came out of the bottomless pit of Satan's deceptions, and the Babylonian high priest Pope will be cast into perdition. Jasher 27.7 says that Esau killed Nimrod by cutting off his head when he was out hunting. The pagan legend of Nimrod is that he was killed and cut into 13 parts, which were scattered to different areas. His wife Semiramis found 12 parts, but could not find his reproductive organ. So she fashioned a phallic symbol to put on his body, and by the magic of her sorcerer, she claims to have become pregnant with his incarnate son, Tammuz. We can only surmise that she engaged in sexual rituals with the sorcerer, which caused her to become pregnant. In Egypt, the same story was told about Osiris, the sun god, Isis, the moon goddess, and their incarnate Christ child Horus. To honor Osiris, the Egyptians created obelisk, which are a phallic symbol that represents his missing member. They were prominent in the ancient Egyptians' architecture, and when placed at the entrance of a temple, it designates it as a place of sun god worship. So an obelisk is also called Baal's shaft. The disobedient Israelites worshipped the sun god and moon goddess of the pagans, Baal and Asherah. Judges 3, 7 says, The sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot their Lord their God, and served the Baals and the Asherah. Exodus 34, 13 says, But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their ashram. When you look at pictures of St. Peter's Square at the Vatican, 
Doesn't it seem odd that a supposed church of Messiah would have an Egyptian obelisk in the courtyard of its main temple? And here we see that phallic symbol right in front of the temple. So that's St. Peter's Basilica in the background. This well-known Egyptian obelisk was erected in front of St. Peter's Basilica in 1586. It's surrounded by a sun wheel with the points lining up with the vernal equinox, the summer solstice, and the winter solstice. On top of the obelisk is a cross. Do we think that Messiah is honored with a cross, representing his one-time sacrifice for our sins, being placed on top of an Egyptian sun god worship phallic symbol? Surely not. What seems to be a cross to Catholics is the symbol of the god that the popes are worshiping, Tamos, the incarnate sun god. But the symbolism of the obelisk in St. Peter's Square gets even more twisted. It's designed so that the street to the east of St. Peter's Basilica allows the rising sun to align perfectly on the spring equinox. In this picture, you can see the sun rising, and it's casting a shadow, which is going west towards the temple. You can see in this image the angle from the other side. So when the sun rises down that street, the sun strikes the phallic symbol of the sun god and causes a shadow to fall on the dome of St. Peter's Basilica, which represents the womb of the moon goddess. This represents their annual sexual union in the spring. Nine months later, on 1221, when the sun is at its furthest point from the earth, the pagans believe that their sun god dies. They believe that he's dead for three days and then is reborn, so they celebrate the pagan sun god's birth on 1225. It's the absolute worst day to have been selected to celebrate Messiah's birth, but it was specifically chosen because they're symbolically revering their Christ child, Tammuz, who was symbolically born nine months after his conception in spring. Messiah was born in the fall on the holy feast day of tabernacles, as he came to dwell amongst us. So he wasn't born in the winter, he was born in the fall. Even more sinister is that the Roman Catholic Church plays out the sexual union of the sun god and moon goddess at their churches worldwide every day. This is what takes place during their Eucharist ceremony. Catholic popes and priests hold up the round Eucharist wafer to revere it, and they cause Catholics to do the same. Here's an image of Pope Francis holding up the wafer, and it looks exactly like a sun symbol. On the wafer are sunwheel lines, which point to the spring and fall equinoxes, summer and winter solstices, once again pointing to the sun god being especially revered on those days. Then the pope and priest place the sun god wafer in a monstrance, which has sun rays emanating from it, an overt symbol of the sun god. The round wafer is held in place by a crescent moon-shaped holder called a lunette, representing the moon goddess. So we have the sun god who's being revered, exalted, and then he's placed on the moon goddess the crescent moon. This act symbolizes their sexual union, which produces their Christ in the flesh, Tammuz, the incarnate sun god. Then Catholics are given a wafer to eat, which they are told represents the body of Christ, but it really represents the incarnate Christ child, Tammuz. You see this played out visually on Ash Wednesday when Catholics think that they are getting a cross in their forehead, but it's a T for Tammuz. Catholics believe that it represents the true faith, but it is really is contrary to the true faith of Scripture, and it symbolically represents pagan gods. Do you now see the satanic pagan god worship being played out all over the world in plain sight in what is called the Christian church? Semiramis was used to help create the Babylonian mystery religion. A wild boar reportedly killed her son, Tammuz, at age 40, so she started observing 40 days of fasting for Tammuz to remember his 40 years of life. Yah, the Heavenly Father, chastised the house of Judah for weeping for Tammuz. And we see in Ezekiel 8, 13-14, He also said unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. This lines up with the Catholics' 40 days of Lent, after which ham is traditionally served during the pagan holiday of Easter.
Ishtar, Semiramis. The ham points back to the wild boar that killed Tammuz. Semiramis was the fertility goddess who supposedly became pregnant by immaculate conception. This is why pagan-based Easter features symbols of fertility with rabbits and eggs. Hot cross buns with the Tammuz cross on them are eaten on Good Friday by Catholics, marking the end of their 40 days of Lent. The house of Judah was chastised for making cakes for the queen of heaven. You can see the total tie-in to the mystery Babylonian religion, what the house of Judah did. They got punished for it. You see the correlation with the Roman Catholic Church. In Jeremiah 7, 18, it says that children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger. Semiramis, the moon goddess, was symbolized by her standing above a crescent moon. If you do a Google search for Mary Crescent Moon, you'll see images of Catholic Mary standing on a crescent moon. So, in other words, Mary is Semiramis. They just renamed her with a Christian name. But it's Semiramis, the moon goddess. So just as Semiramis proclaimed to be the queen of heaven, the Roman Catholic Church calls Mary the queen of heaven. The popes wear the mitre of Nimrod. The Babylonians worship Dagon, the god of agriculture, plenty, and good fortune. The Babylonian priests wore a headdress with an open fish mouth on the head with the rest of the fish body forming a cloak. You can do a search of images for Dagon fish god. You'll see that the pope's mitre is shaped like an open fish mouth symbolizing Dagon. The popes and his priests wear the zacchetto to honor the sun god. The zacchetto worn by Catholic priests, cardinals, and the pope represents Respect, fear, and submission to Cybele, the mother goddess of Rome. The cap of Cybele is one of the oldest and most sacred pagan religious symbols of humanity dating back to 2000 BC. The sun priest of Egypt wore the skull cap. The thin, slightly rounded skull cap is known by various titles. By the Jewish priests who wear it, by the Muslims who wear it. So think about this. Jews wear it, and it honors the sun god. Muslims wear it, and honors the sun god. Roman Catholic priests and popes wear it. It honors the sun god. The Bible declares every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonored his head. His head is Messiah. So he's dishonoring Messiah by having his head covered. That's exactly what's going on with all these false religions, right? Of the Jews, Judaism, Catholics, Romanism, Islam with the Muslims. So Catholic popes and priests cover their heads in reverence to the sun god, which dishonors Messiah, the head of the true ecclesia. The popes wear the same cross on their chest as the Babylonian deity. The Maltese cross represents Shamash, a native Mesopotamian deity, the god of the sun and justice. This cross was identified with the sun god eight centuries before Messiah and long before it was called the Maltese cross by the Knights of Malta. It is also called the Iron Cross. Roman Catholic Adolf Hitler used the Iron Cross and superimposed the Nazi swastika on its center. Catholic popes, cardinals, and bishops wear the sun god cross prominently on their priestly vestments. Pine cones symbolize the worship of the solar god Osiris. Pine cones were associated with spiritual enlightenment by the ancient Babylonians, Egyptians, and Greeks. And so we see here the Egyptian god staff Osiris, and we see a pine cone on the pope staff. They represent the mysterious link between the physical and spiritual worlds, which can be found in the human brain in the pineal gland. The pine cone staff symbolizes the solar god Osiris, the Egyptian messiah who supposedly died for his people, and whose mother, Isis, was worshipped as the virgin mother. The popes use a staff with a pine cone on it, showing his reverence to the sun god. And you can Google images of Pope Pine Cone Staff, and you'll see all sorts of images. 
And as you've seen, the popes have placed Egyptian obelisks in front of their temples. You've already seen the Sun God Obelisk in St. Peter's Square, which designates St. Peter's Basilica as a temple of Sun God worship. But their symbolism is even more telling with the Catholic Church, Santa Maria ad Martyrs, which interestingly means St. Mary and the Martyrs. Of course, it was the Roman Catholic Church who killed all sorts of saints during the Dark Ages and the Inquisition. This Roman Catholic Church used to be the Roman Pantheon, built by Emperor Hadrian in 126 AD. And it was dedicated to Pantheos, meaning to all gods. And it's now a Roman Catholic Church, and right in front of it is an Egyptian obelisk. And one would think that the Church of Messiah would destroy such a pagan temple, but the popes made it into a Catholic Church. To proclaim their true religion, the popes had an Egyptian obelisk placed in front of the Pantheon, once again designating it as a temple of sun god worship. And the popes revere images of dragons, which point to Satan. Revelation 13.4 tells us that the dragon empowers the Antichrist beast to deceive the world. You can search Google for Vatican dragons and see images of this. So dragons are seen in the coat of arms of Pope Paul V, Pope Gregory XIII, along with Janus and Cybele's mystical keys. They were the pagan god and goddess representing Nimrod and Semiramis, respectively. Can you now see how the popes of Rome are the priests of the Babylonian mystery religion who carry out their pagan religious rites with symbols under the guise of the scriptural faith? In the next video, I'll show you how the Roman Catholic Church of the Antichrist Peace Popes of Rome fulfills the description in Revelation 18. Thank you for listening to this Revelation Timeline Decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation Timeline Decoded summary PDF or order a printed copy of the book, which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.